you been looking for a podcast about agriculture? One that can increase your farm's profitability all without putting you to sleep. To sleep. Welcome to Field Trials Unleashed. We're experts in testing different farming practices and products. We test it and then report back the real skinny. This is Field Trials Unleashed. And here are your hosts, Craig Bloemker and Eric Beckett. Eric, let's talk... uh Let's talk seed treatments today. I got a I got a little bit of a trivia question uh, for you, or something for you to dwell on. Okay, I hope this is something I can take back to trivia night. Well, do you actually have those? Uh, yeah, we actually we do have one in Philo. Do you really? Yeah. <laughs> well, did you know that disease robs approximately two hundred twenty-five million bushels of corn each year? That's now, a lot of corn. That's a lot of corn. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't quite believe it at first. So I kind of cross-referenced and I found several uh, websites. And I, we, we can post that on our Twitter account later. But, uh, uh, yeah, 225 million was a pretty good average of what I was finding. And then 90 million bushels of soybeans. Wow. I mean, do you think all those acres are probably treated with a seed treatment? Or are those actual, say, some naked corn or naked beans out there? I can't imagine in this day and age that there's too many naked acres of corn especially i mean beans is kind of a toss-up i guess but uh, i guess maybe this could apply to maybe those uh organic acres you think maybe well i wouldn't think there's that many in the (laughs) the, i don't know but this was i I guess uh this was i think all of the u.s and canada i do believe so i don't know if that would impact anything but uh, uh the old maple leaves uh but yeah that just i guess that drove home the importance to me uh of there's still some real opportunity yeah. for maybe some education with seed treatment. So I think first and foremost, my initial thought is there's only so much real estate on a seed. So we need to be using the right fungicide, the right insecticide, the right seed treatment. Yes, definitely. And, uh, the, you know, those opportunities, I think those are going to be, you know, those are the industry standards or, you know, what would be perceived as a seed treatment. Um now, uh, definitely some, you know, maybe some new buzzwords or some new concepts out there is overtreat. I've been talking about that and, and several have kind of questioned, well, what the heck's an overtreat? So. Yep. yep, and definitely. And uh, the overtreat, so to speak, is going to give us, you know, the opportunity to add some additional um, real estate, so to speak, to that seed because, you know, you're already going to have a treatment there. It's going to come from the manufacturer that way. And then we're going to simply just, um, you know, maybe put a, a PGR or some a little bit of a nutritional on top of that um, fungicide insecticide treatment. So when we think about seed treatment, I I believe there's only probably two main contenders as being a you know legitimate uh, seed treatment. It, there are some coming out, so I don't want to discredit those, but we're not going to talk about those today. So uh, two main ones I want to talk about is Acceleron. Yep. And then we want to talk about Cruiser Max Vibrance uh, coming from the Syngenic camp. So uh, look at well, let's just start off with what diseases we'd be looking at trying to control with these uh, F and I. I mean, guys may get the, the the treatment on the seed and they say, well, as long as I get in free replant, I really don't care what's on it. I mean, we want to know what's going on our seed, but most importantly, we're wanting to know what kind of diseases we're trying to control. Yeah, definitely. So uh, the key diseases that we're looking at probably controlling um, are the, you know, Phytophthora, Fusarium, Pythium, and Rhizoc. 
And, uh, you know, those are going to be, you know, most of the diseases that we're going to be, you know, early season uh, seedling diseases that we're going to be concerned with. Well, let's talk about what's in Acceleron. You know, I think in each of these that we're going to talk about, there's, uh, there's an insecticide. Yes. And there's three modes of action on uh, fungicide. So uh, I guess I'll do my best to get through these names. Uh, the first one being Acceleron imidacloprid would be the uh, insecticide. But these are that would be a neonic um, insecticide, uh, and and the neonics are going to be you know primarily what we see from a uh, a seed treatment. You know, I read something a little interesting about these uh, neonics, the uh, especially the midacloprid. It was actually uh, built to emulate nicotine, and uh, nicotine being naturally occurring actually has natural tendencies to suppress insects it affects their nervous system yeah so i would probably say maybe uh pre-world war ii uh nicotine was at, or you know the component within tobacco nicotine that we're all familiar with um you know tobacco leaves were actually taken and cooked down and then uh the plant juices or the liquid that you know that they would come up with would then probably be concentrated to some extent and then um you know sprayed foliar as a basic insecticide well, let's move on to the uh, first fungicide in Acceleron, and uh, that would be metalaxyl. Yeah, so metalaxyl, that, that's just a very industry-proven um, fungicide, and, and you'll most likely find metalaxyl in just about every seed treatment on the market today, whether it's corn or soybeans. It's just really a, a very solid-proven fungicide. Good systemic fungicide. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, second one would be py- pyraclostrobin. Yep. So that one is is also a very proven one, and um, people should probably recognize that AI as it being the uh, the active ingredient in Headline. And and for a long time, um, Headline was probably one of the most popular industry standard uh, foliar fungicides on the market. No, it's good. It's a good compound, and I think you'll see a trend. in when we talk about these products, they most generally have a um, a, a foliar applied fungicide. I mean, the, it's both a treatment and a foliar applied uh, fungicide. So uh, the next one, if I can get through it, is uh, flux pyroxide. Yep, definitely. So this one is um, also, uh, you may see this in, in multiple, um, you know, seed treatments, but this was also going to be kind of maybe one that's kind of unique to uh, Acceleron versus Cruiser. Um, as far as, you know, the level of activity. And, I mean, there again, it's going to have very good broad-spectrum uh, disease control as well. Well, I think I read that it had quite a uh, long half-life as well, so should be pretty persistent as yeah, well. Yeah, so give us, you know, I would say probably, a, you know, up to a good solid month of control that's, for, that's for cool. most seed treatments. And then, you know, even these ones that have some very good persistence just – Overall. Well, that's a good point too. Or I think that uh, maybe not everyone realizes or even you know thinks about. We're talking about seed treatment, and I guess maybe some may think that it creates this nice little uh, protection bubble around the seed, and that's it. You know, you get three weeks and you're done. But uh, a lot of these products are actually systemic or taken up by the plant, plant roots, and uh, it persists in the plant for up to a month, as Eric mentioned. Yep, and definitely, and then it's also important for seed treatments to be you know have a level of water solubility so that they can be taken up to the plant and, you know, have plant activity as opposed to just maybe creating a bubble around that seed or, you know, those newly emerging roots, as Craig described. 
So Eric, let's jump over and uh, start with Cruiser Max. You know, the first one, and I, I think these names are getting worse, but uh, thiomethoxamum is the uh, insecticide in Cruiser Max Vibrant. Yeah, definitely. So this one is going to have also uh, very good activity uh, for soil-borne um, insects, you know, that might be wreaking havoc on those newly emerging uh, plants or, you know, they might chew on the roots. Um, and this is also going to be a, a neonic type of insecticide. And, uh, you know, the neonics, um, th- they're really crucial um, to, you know, seed treatments um, that they're really going to have, uh, you know, aid in some very good uh, early season plant vigor and, and help with emergence and really, you know, almost have a one plus one equals three effect that uh, with the fungicides that, you know, just in that combination, it's going to greatly increase emergence. Uh, speaking of fungicides, the, the first group four they have here is uh, Mephanoximum. And if I'm not mistaken, I think that might be the, uh, on the same level anyway as Metalaxyl. Yeah, definitely. So that one's also going to be a very um, industry standard uh, fungicide that you're going to, it'll be very common across the board. And and really that's just going to be maybe more of a more, um, you know, new formulation of metal axle as opposed to maybe just a straight metal axle you see in Acceleron. It's just an advanced um, formulation. And really, um, as we're, you know, as we're going through these, and I don't want to, um, you know, necessarily bore all of our listeners by just listening out AIs and, and whatnot. But the reason why that, you know, a lot of seed treatments have a combination of, um, of fungicides is to either protect against cold, wet or warm, wet. Um, the common thing being wet, most pathogen, you know, fungal pathogens like some type of moisture. And so, you know, some of your uh, soil-borne pathogens are going to be more active in cold, wet. Some are going to be more active in warm, wet. So that's the reason why we see multiple uh, fungicides, because the fungicides are going to be a little bit unique in that aspect is what they control. Even when we're broad spectrum by having multiple ones. Yeah. Yep, Definitely. Um, well, here I'm going to go ahead and bore the, the growers who we want to talk. This last one is the one I always want to talk about. So the okay. Sedaxane, um, if I pronounce that right, Sedaxane and Cruzamax Vibrance. And uh, this one had to do with the, the root health, but I think this is probably their uh, shining star of that whole premix, something that's probably unique to the Cruzamax Vibrance. And uh, if you probably haven't been, but uh, if you want to go to syngenaseedcare.com forward slash vibrance, there was a really cool visual uh, video that they had on there, and Eric, and they had like a Petri dish and opposite from each other. And these they had four quadrants and opposite each other, they had uh, two untreated seeds. And then opposite from each other in the other quadrants, they had two treated seeds. And then they introduced inoculum or a, a pathogen into the center. And uh, the untreated, it just grew on the water all the way out to the seed and then where they had treated it uh, the the treatment was active or persistent in the water and it kind of held that that uh, growth from going out too far towards the treated seed so just a very powerful image just to show kind of what's going on below ground i mean we often will stick this seed in the ground and never think anything of it but uh yeah, definitely. And that's a very cool uh, demonstration. And I would encourage all of our listeners today to, uh, to check out that um, that demonstration. And we'll leave that in the show notes so that if you'd like to take a look at that, you can. Now, I want to finish up. Well, I've got two more things I really want to talk about, and we'll go through it pretty quick. But uh, um, Syngenta made another, uh, I guess, breakthrough here in the industry last year or two, and that was with Saltro. So 
really want to quickly talk about Saltro. It's uh, an SDS protection, and I would say suppressant. I don't think it's going to be uh, feel a curative, but uh, it's going to be suppressing SDS and then also uh, some nematicide type properties. Yeah, and just a side note, that's uh, formulated from their new uh, molecule they're using in Miravs Neo, but it's called a Depidin. It's a broad spectrum SDHI. So um, we compare that to kind of, I would say, the industry standard of the last, you know, 10 plus years, but a Levo. And, uh, and this is another, again, SDS and, and uh, nematode suppression. And this is made out of uh, fluopyrum or better known as Luna. So you might have uh, recently heard Luna's kind of made a resurgence in the industry, only this time as a foliar in with uh, Delaro Complete. Yeah, that's correct. It uh, never ceases to amaze me that once was old is new again. Um, yeah, we see this all the time in herbicide premixes. So Eric, uh, let's just quickly wrap up, and let's. I want to. Uh, we're going to have Barry Soliday on later, and he's going to talk pretty in depth about this. But uh, just real quick, Flotegic and Flotegic G. Now I put this out on several trials last year, but this is just a talc graphite replacement, and uh, it's got some micronutrients in it. So it's a 212O with an 8% zinc and 2% manganese. So uh, I, I truly believe in this product, and it's a product you're going to be putting in a tank usually anyway, so uh, might as well collect some extra bushels from it. So like I said, we'll hear more from Barry on that later. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, and, and as we go through you know past episodes and, and all future episodes, really, what guys, when we're bringing new products to the table or recommending products or concept, is that we, we're really wanting to not create another past or another trip across the field that we want to be tacking on to something else um, that you may, that you're most likely already doing, and this strategic is is a great example of something that most likely you're already doing. Eric, I say we go ahead and give Barry a call. It's about time. So. Yeah, let's give him a call. See what Barry's up to.